0: It's hard to masturbate on a ladder anyway.
1: The music. Dicks.
0: What's going on, Dick Teds? Thank you guys very much for listening to another episode of The Music Dicks. Glad to have you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us a review, a rating, and even if you don't like it, just go ahead and give a five-star rating. We'd appreciate it. Nobody likes it, Josh. Nobody likes I'm it. I'm kidding. Seriously, I look at our analytics and I'm like, what am I doing with my life right now? But there's no music really going on too strong, so it's either this or masturbation. So, <laughs> you know, pick one or the other. Anyway. I choose the ladder. You choose the ladder. Today we have Napalm. It's hard to masturbate on a ladder. anyway. Yeah. Napal. <laughs> Napoleon's <Paul. laughs> here today. I'll have to segue into that too. Yeah, one. segue into that. Nay, have you ever been on a ladder and masturbated? <laughs> no, I'm uh, I haven't done that. Can't say I have. Yeah, had. he said I'm a vegan. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Napoleon's here today. So yes, for those of you, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Napoleon, Napoleon is he's a he's a person. He's a man. He's got a beard. He's not quite as thick as mine, <laughs> but Nay's also a musician who lives in West Virginia, and we're gonna be talking to him about all you know, that, obviously. And like I told him before. We started. Don't feel like you're being waterboarded here. It's always awkward for, to start out, like because Nay and I have known each other for a while. But we haven't seen each other in months, and I feel like when you when you're when you're on a microphone and you're talking, it's like you're trying to find a room for a breath. So mm-hmm. when you get that breath it feels great and then you start talking again, you're trying to find it and then it's like you're trying to get it again. It's tough. And you anyway, just kinda treat it
1: like the uh, chocolate
2: rain video
0: yeah.
1: where you just kinda of, like move away. <laughs> exactly <just> come back. <laughs> it's in. tough to
2: do that too, man. It's really tough to do that. So to start it off not with a music question whatsoever. Are you related to Travis Ball?
1: I am not. So <laughs> I I come from a pretty pretty big family like mm-hmm. on my dad's side alone. My dad was the youngest of thirteen okay and uh
0: 13 so you so
2: so like i'm guessing like seven boys i give or take okay give
0: give or take take. we lost a couple (laughs) we don't remember
2: but uh no
1: i always get at especially being in the area that i'm in like um like my grandfather he's from oakland maryland Mm -hmm. my dad grew up in kaiser like so you know all places that aren't very far from here so i'll i'll be somewhere like not too far from from like the western maryland area and i'll and i'll get those kind of questions if i'm somebody. So I could be. That's the, that's the only really Paul sure. I know. I was well, just I mean, wondering.
0: I definitely went to high school with Pauls. Paul's a um, common last name. So yeah. is right. Wright's a common yeah. last I've got Fomsby over sure. here. And I always tell anybody, if you find a Fomsby, we're related. Yeah. Right. Like that name's just so uncommonly related. So before we get too deep into who you are, where you come from, your 17 brothers and well uh, aunts <laughs> and uncles, I guess, right? Tell us where we can find you. You know, not only your music, but, you know, if you're on social media, all that stuff, where people can stalk you at. Are you on the Tactic? The Tactic? I, I haven't. An account set up but i have no
1: content all on, the, they're, on they're the all on Something the drafts <laughs> he's
0: just you haven't released them yet they're just you're waiting to hit the the release button right. you've got them <laughs> recorded um
1: so you can find me on social media uh facebook instagram uh even twitter if you just type in Nay paw music it's n-a-e-p-a-u-g-h and i uh, uh, i assume you know how to spell music uh that'll, <laughs> that'll <That's our> <laughs> <assumption>, <laughs> if, if,
0: if they don't it's in the title of this podcast just back it up and take a look exactly
1: exactly no. <laughs> um then I have a right now I have two singles out on Spotify, Apple Music, probably Napster at this point if there is if they're even <laughs>
2: probably <solo> Napster. Aries <laughs> frost Air- uh, Frostwire. Aries is what I used to use, but <laughs> yeah. Um catch them on vinyl, that. folks. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah,
1: but uh, no, you can find me uh, <laughs> just about anywhere you can find music. You will you should be able to find me. Uh, and if you really want to see what it was like when I first started out, you, I'm sure there's videos on YouTube somewhere YouTube, for me yeah.
0: playing. Anyway. Yeah, YouTube is a is a, it's a rabbit hole that you don't want to go down with with my name. <laughs> I've got oh, yeah. so many videos from when like I first- Like the rapping one? Yeah, well, there Dude, was a, that was not that bad. Yeah, there is a rap song that I, I'm in that I'm featured on by Trav MC. Hey, man, I would rather
2: listen to that than a lot Trav... of shit coming out oh, now. Yeah.
0: Not WAP, obviously, because we know how you feel about that. Yeah, I was in All a rap song he was straight out of Clarksburg it doesn't matter I was in a rap song um but yeah no the the YouTube man yeah. Just don't, don't be, I mean, I'm telling people not to, but you know, they're going I, to I, now I, that they hear. Don't go, don't go to YouTube and type in my name. So did you, did you use like CD Baby or whatever for all that distribution? I, I, I went through CD Baby yeah. and it, I mean, it just made it. Yeah. We did the same thing. It is. It, it, it just made it simple. Did so you, what is that? So CD Baby is a distribution company that you're, that it's almost like how we use Anchor for podcasting. Yeah. So you send them your stuff and then they kind of put it out on everything for you. Okay. I mean, obviously you pay for it, but see, the thing is, is Anchor, there were certain, uh, certain, um, companies out Out there that you had to pay yearly to keep your music Mm -hmm. up on stuff, CD Baby. You don't have to; you just pay one sum fee or one sum fee. But uh, Uh, did you use them for CDs too, like uh, hard copies? I
1: actually know. Yeah. Um, right now, everything's just digital. Okay, you don't uh, have any hard copies? Because uh, I'm probably going to go through Ben Townsend, because Ben Townsend's who recorded everything for me, and he can actually okay. make the hard copies there, so Got once you. the time when the time comes to it, that's probably who I'll yeah. go through. The,
0: we use CD Baby, and it was nice, and, and, and it works really well. Did you do any of the download code things that they had, or did you see anything about I, that?
1: I had to purchase, like, the... Like it was like the, like oh, it's like an extra five bucks for yeah. getting a, a code for yeah. it, so I did that.
0: Yeah, we did, like... They're almost business cards. Right. And then they had a bunch of... We we, we bought a bunch of those, too, um, but... No, CD Baby is really nice for that. Anyway, so now that we've got Nays plugs out of the way, and you can find them. Hopefully, you guys aren't listening right now. You're actually listening to his music somewhere, looking up old YouTube videos of him. <laughs> is there any YouTube videos of you in your uh, wrestling, uh, wrestling attire back in the day? There,
1: there actually is an yeah. old like middle school wrestling match of mine mm-hmm. um, out there. I was in. I do my research, people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a uh, there. There is an old video of like from when I was like eighth grade. Yeah. I was like wrestling in a uh, tournament in more field.
0: Yeah. That's about as far as like that goes. Yeah. yeah see, I do my research. So anyway, we'll, we'll get started here. So you're you're from Romney, West Virginia originally, right? Yes. And, and so you were born and raised there.
1: I was technically I was born in Virginia.
0: Okay. It was either be born in Virginia.
1: Um, I could have been born in Petersburg. I, I can't remember the exact reason why my parents decided to. I think it was just because Winchester was closer. Yeah. To where we were than mm-hmm. what Petersburg was. Um. So I was Virginia born, but I, I claim West Virginia is my home. Yeah. Where the where the better virginia <laughs>
0: we're, we're the better virginia <laughs> the truth yeah it's that's probably why, not the truth you say when you, you say winchester i believe or i whatever had, i had some shit winchester's not far from um panhandle no, western no. eastern panhandle that's what i thought i had i had a show booked out there one time i think i had to cancel because it was in the winter and it was because of uh the weather but I, yeah i'm fuck I, driving I, out what, there what? Yeah. that's
1: actually why we moved to romney my dad was my dad worked in winchester and from romney to winchester was like Maybe a little over a half hour, forty minutes okay. tops. Because at first we were, they were, we were still living in Kaiser, and then we were able to find some property in Romney. And my parents bought a house, built a house. Yeah, and we moved out
0: that way, and. The rest was just kind of history from there. Yeah.
1: Different situation now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh yeah, I'm fairly yeah. familiar with Kaiser. I've played Kaiser a few times. I've definitely played around the Kaiser area a few times as well. Uh, I mean Hoover's is about the only thing that's actually in Kaiser as far as music and bars go. But yeah,
1: he, he's got he's kind of got the uh it's it, Luke Luke's got Hoover's and then uh
0: He's got the the market cornered out there then, with Hoover's yeah, and
1: then there's Clancy's. They they I don't know if they still do, but I knew they were doing live music yeah. uh, for a while.
0: Fun fact the amp that I I use the Fender or no Fender, the P V Bandit amp I bought from Luke Hoover. We played out there one night, forgot my amp, and he's like, Well, you can play through this thing. He's like, By the way, that thing's for sale and I ended up buying it on the way out of there. But yeah, fun fact story. No, Luke's so, a good guy. Yeah, so you know, from Romney I'm born in Virginia. And you're from <laughs> Romney. Now now you're up in Morgantown, right?
1: Uh, that's right. I've been living in Morgantown for seven years. Originally, I came to Morgantown. Not a lot of people know this, but um, I actually came to Morgantown to wrestle. I, I was on a, my freshman year. I was on WVU's wrestling team. Uh, and then, you know, things changed. It just Things just didn't pan out. Made the switch over to rugby. And then yeah. once those days were over. got a rugby
2: team? Oh yeah. No shit, I didn't know. that. Yeah. Where do they practice?
1: We would normally practice at Milan Park or sometimes we'd practice at the fields in Front oh, of the okay. Towers. Uh it's just kind of wherever we can get the field time.
0: I think I I didn't know they had a rugby team, but I think that I've either seen pictures that you've posted or you've 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 mentioned it before. And yeah, I I they had a rowing team. A rowing team? Yeah, I didn't know. I believe they do have a rowing team. Oh as
1: well. yeah, they definitely they, have a
2: rowing they team. They
1: do. Like the but the women's team is a considered a varsity sport and then the men's team is a club sport. Really? It's mm-hmm. a club team.
2: Yeah. Do the men just suck at rowing or like...
1: I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that go into it. I mean, the factors with the title not... The men probably
2: just don't give a fuck enough... <laughs> when they're or it could just be that too. Yeah. I don't know. I, could, so, I couldn't really tell. Like you too we much. do this,
0: we do it for fun. Like that, that is it, what it is. They it's had a man a, thing. Yeah, they yeah. had a meeting and they're just like, yeah, this is a club thing for us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and when you say wrestling, obviously you do mean like collegiate wrestling. You don't mean like Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah, just, you, were, right. you <laughs> yeah. were you I taking tax?
1: Were you not, taking? I was, RKO's? Was taking, uh, I was not taking. I You're a loser,
2: then. Thumb I guess so. No, dude, wrestling's crazy.
0: Put on a fool Nelson, but no thumb Right, no thumbtacks involved. Exactly. fun. No, I think I throw it out there because you never know, man. There could be somebody out there listening, like, "What, man? This dude was jumping off turnbuckles and shit." And it's like, "No, man, Just wrestling collegially, and you know, wrestling you school, all that stuff." Yeah, you're a musician, obviously, and this is a music podcast. I mean, that's a big reason why you're on the show right now. <laughs> yeah. We don't normally have plumbers and stuff like that. I think we've got an electrician coming normally. on. Normally, we talking about how we can, you know, run just electric through the studio. But yeah, you're, you're a musician. What, what, what's your genre? What would you classify yourself at? And I know that's kind of a tough question because people ask us that and i'm like i'm interested in this question
2: because listening to what you have it's not like most people consider country have trap drums nowadays like it's yeah. it's bad so i'm interested in your answer
1: uh well man I, <sighs> It's kind of hard for me to give a straight answer because I've I, I kind of feel like I have a touch of everything because you can yeah, still say country and
2: it 100 percent be accurate. Like,
1: I, I feel like it's country. Like people kind of want to throw me in the bluegrass category because they'll hear they'll, they'll hear the banjo. Stuff.
2: But if you strip that away yeah. and it's just acoustic, I feel like it's very folky. And
1: that's and that's basically what I am. Like I always say, like folk Americana. Americana yeah. Like, yeah. like I'll throw out bluegrass because you never
0: know because that's just another crowd of yeah. people that might mm, be interested. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I
2: mean, with the banjo added, I can kind
0: of see that a little bit. Well, and it's like I've said before, like Americana is a term that people use because they don't want to call the music that's quote unquote Americana country. Right. Because realistically, stuff like Tyler Childers and stuff like that. Yeah, it's I mean, that's that's country, but nowadays it's Americana. But look
2: at Neil, like that to me was Americana but that's not necessarily country.
0: Neil Young, America. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, I, mean, you, I guess you At could
2: time, say that. At the time, think about what, you know what I mean? Like, as opposed, what was country then? It wasn't fucking Neil Young.
0: Well, no, it's not. But, but it I mean, was. Yeah. Willie Nelson and Neil Young are two big differences. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Would but. you say that a lot of your, I don't know, influences or early influences were country or, or bluegrass type influences? Or
1: I, I think so. Probably my biggest influence, if not like the most of, is like I've always said, like Randy Travis was a big okay. influencer for me. Uh-huh. Um, I've always been a fan of Travis Tritt. He, uh,
0: even though my girlfriend's dad uh, says he's not that likable of a person. Yeah. I
1: guess, which is why you don't meet your heroes. Yeah, But, yeah.
0: Yeah. but I mean, because yeah, a lot of the, I mean, the two guys that you named are, are country. I mean, yeah. they, you would consider that like yeah, those you know country, Billboard yeah. country guys from like the
2: eighties, nineties. So it's interesting to hear like what you play because I don't think that those are necessarily the same. Like your music is definitely no, a yeah, bit different I, than I, that.
0: But, right. yeah, absolutely. I would, I wouldn't think of those two guys when I hear your music. No. You know what I mean? Was there ever a different musical path that you wanted to go down or that you were going down at some point? Or was it always like the country Americana?
1: Man, like when I was in middle school, I, I had myself convinced that I was going to be like in a heavy metal band for... Who didn't? Oh yeah. Whatever reason. Yeah, who didn't? Man? I was in um, one. I
0: was in one as well. You just didn't take the dive. and. Completely...
1: I, I just did not take the dive. Realistically, yeah. I didn't really start uh learning how to play like, any instruments until yeah. I was in like about to graduate high school. Really? Okay. No shit. Like I was maybe 17, 18 years old. someone. when I finally started kind of
0: trying to play around with the guitar yeah. and figure okay. out how to play. So you
2: picked it up pretty quick then. How old are you?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm 26. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. <laughs> okay. We didn't get there yet. Yeah. yeah. He's 20, 26 Fucking years a little old, younger than I do, I guess. Six foot even. <laughs> wear a size 12 shoe. But most people that play guitar. I, I think that metal's almost a phase when it comes to guitar playing. Not not just a phase, because obviously some people have done it and they've became very successful at it, but I feel like...
2: No, 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 no. I would uh, I'll argue against that completely. I would say absolutely it's just a phase. Every single metal guitar player that I can think of, not a single one hasn't ventured out into blues or trying to find something else that's like, I'm fucking tired of playing this. Let's go find some other shit. Well, Every single one. Not so, a single one I can well, think of. Opinions are like assholes. But anyway... I you know, mean, I'm, I'm agreeing I'm with not you. Though, get, no, yeah.
0: I'm not disputing I'm just saying I think that's a. I mean, it I is also, kind of a phase for everybody I don't know about you but I also thought whether you I, play it for a living or not like yeah I was convinced I was going to be a rapper for a long time in my life too I feel like that's a phase that's a phase yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a yeah, phase I feel like we've all I think we've all been there I think I was there for a period yeah, yeah. So I know, like, I, the successful rap career wasn't happening at South Harrison there were not any programs for, for the successful nah. rap thing there was jazz band which you know kind of helped me out there too so if you didn't play in, in high school you picked it up after high school uh, how, how is that I mean, do you feel like you weren't interested in it when you were in school, or was something that like you kind of had more time for it after or? a
1: little bit of both? Yeah, uh, to be honest, um, because I was real wrapped up in sports, like you know, at the time, like my mindset on like athletics, yeah, I know, like, absolutely, I understand um, it. Um, and then music was just kind of a thing that kind of got my mind off everything. Gotcha, you know, I came from a family of athletes, like no, like I'm the only one in the like, I, I am so cursed. you're the only one that plays guitar, I'm the only one that does any, has like, See, any, I wouldn't have guessed that, done anything with like music, I'm forever. <laughs> (laughs) the uh the entertainment at family gatherings okay (laughs) Uh, so you know when i'm at my grandparents tomorrow for thanksgiving like i'm i'm gonna be yeah i'm I'm already gonna have like at least a half hour set is what i'm telling myself
0: (laughs) at the grandparents house you sitting at the kids table or the adults table that's the real question (laughs) yeah uh, physically probably the adults table mentally kids (laughs) I sat at the kids' table for way too long. And I'd right. be like, "This shit's getting old, guys. Like, come on now. I'm over here with my fucking four-year-old cousin over here, and he's talking about how he likes to pick his nose and eat his boogers." And I'm trying to enjoy Thanksgiving. No, I know what you mean, but it's funny because with me, my immediate family, at least, they've seen me play so many times. Like, they don't like they don't ask anymore. It's right. not like, "Hey, will you play guitar?" It's always like the distant relatives that only see me once in a while. they're Like, "Hey, get the guitar." i like, "No, I don't really want to." You know, right? You know, thanks anyway.
1: Well, it's just it's mostly because my gra- like I I love my grandparents. Yeah. Like more than the world. Like, oh, yeah, I, like, I understand
0: that. My I, grandmother's a saint.
1: You know? I, I And I've accepted I'm like a carbon copy of my grandfather. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. my, my profile picture for my Twitter, everybody thinks, oh man, that's a really good picture of you. How, how did you get yeah. like, how it to look so old? Like what filter did you use? I was like, no, that's just no picture of my grandfather.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Naples catfishing people on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> It's like man you're awful handsome. Thank you. And like, hey, <laughs> hey grandpa, you know. Yeah. Hey Pap, you still got a chance out here. <laughs> you can make it in this game.
1: We're still doing good,
0: Pap. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Pap, um Pat one boss. of the songs that you have out right now is Pap's Cabin. <laughs> yes. This yes. cabin. I would only assume that's your, your grandfather that you're talking about here. Yes. So for those that haven't heard it, because Tristan and I listened to it, I've heard it before, obviously. Mm. We listened to it before you got here to kind of get in the mood. Explain to the people out there that haven't listened to it kind of, you know, what, what that's about, what, they, what they're what they going to hear if they listen to it. Sure. Tell us a little, because I'm sure there's a story behind it. Right.
1: Uh, so growing up, my grandfather had a cabin along the Potomac River at the end of Fox's Hollow Road. It, it was in Hampshire County, and during the school year, we'd go there on the weekends, like every weekend if there was nothing we had to do sports related we were we were there we would leave friday evening after school and then you wouldn't see us again until like sunday night, sunday night yeah. yeah and then during the summer we practically lived there um if we weren't traveling for anything like we were always at that cabin my pap used to just come pick me up and we'd go there just be my pap and i we'd go fishing for like hours mm-hmm. and stuff like that and he'd we'd listen to i'd listen to stories he'd be telling me and like and I, the more the, the more the i've shit. gotten older the more i realized like my grand, my pap. And I have the same kind of humor yeah and so the song was just a tribute to him and those memories that i've made at that cabin like and because the the cabin you know i might i don't live in romney anymore yeah and um unfortunately the cab the cabin's not there anymore either it's just that piece of me and i just wanted to i just wanted my pap to know um, yeah like those those moments and that that that's awesome like definitely stuck with me like still
0: well i mean even though the cabin the song has become the proverbial cabin you know yes. what I mean? That's what The Cabin is now is the song. Well, let me ask you this, because as that's a songwriter, awesome. I feel the need to ask, because I've always had those songs in my head, the, the kind of family tribute almost songs. W- was it difficult to write for you, or did you feel like everything just kind of spilled out on
1: the paper when you went to write it? Whether you believe me or not when I say this, it took me a half hour to write
2: "Paps." Cabin. See, that's... Oh, I believe that all like, day. Well, <laughs> yeah, it. no, th- those are... I could believe five minutes. Those are usually
0: the best songs, yeah. I feel like. Because they're could,
2: not you. You're not thinking about it. They're all.
0: Yeah, they're, it's already. Well, it's already there or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Because um, like I said, I've tried to before and it's like I, I, I'll i get started on it. And it's just like, I don't know something because yep. it's like my grandfather and I had a really good relationship. He died when I was a younger kid, but my mom and dad were separated. So I was always at my grandparents house. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of memories from that. And I've always wanted to write a song about that or about him, about my grandmother. It's like I can never get the words to, to match. Do on you paper. feel it's too corny when you're writing? <laughs> no, it's almost like, well, you almost, that's Nae, what I feel. Where Nate says it's like rather. a tribute to his grandfather. Like I always feel like it's not, you know, it's not good enough. Yeah, right. Like I feel like yes. you know this is. I'm writing this for a reason, I I so I don't want to go with something that I think subpar. At the end of it, say, well, like, hey, I could do this better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've just always found it tough. So I was curious of what your, you know, how, how it went for you doing that.
1: Uh, I, and I tell you, I was. I was laying in bed. I was about to fall asleep, and then
0: yeah, and then your grandpa uh, came in your head. Yeah, right.
1: yeah, right. And then um, awkward. Yeah,
0: seriously, <laughs> just mess up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, cause I've I, I had the guitar like the instrumentation in my uh-huh. head for like a like a couple days prior, and then I I was just kind of thinking of. It was getting ready to be summer break. Uh, I, cause it was my senior year. It was my senior year of college. It was getting okay. ready to be uh, summer break. So I was like, man, you know, this time of year, I'd normally I'd be getting ready to head to Fox's Hollow and just kind of just fish and do yep. whatever. I can't really can't really do that anymore. Yeah, and yeah. then I, I just kept thinking about it, and then yeah, you know, the, then the idea came yeah. uh, to write the song about it. So I just jumped up out of bed and ran
0: to my desk and grabbed like the, the, that's the, the what you got to do, hand. man. Yeah.
2: That's what I fucking I I hate myself for is not catching that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of musicians out there that say like a lot of their best ideas kind of come to them like that, or a lot of people say like they'll wake up from a dream and have something, they just write it down. You know what I mean? The song that started Um, metal.
2: What's that? The song that started metal. Black Sabbath.
0: Black Sabbath. Yeah. So with with this being like a song. To, to your a tribute to your grandfather, basically, was your grandfather somebody that, did he leave an impression? Like, did he listen to a lot of music around you? Was that something that you got from him?
1: I'd say, yeah, I, you know, I'd say so. Um, just at, at the, you know, growing up, I didn't really start, Enjoying like the country, yeah. like, bluegrass and stuff, until after I left Romney. Yeah. But I just remember the stuff I did. Always like it was always like driving around with my pap in his truck and what he'd be playing on the radio. Like yeah. he was a big Bill Monroe guy. Okay, big Bill Monroe. Like he'd love the old bluegrass and stuff like that. Yeah. In suit, I've always had an appreciation for it. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't a big thing for me. Uh, growing up until after I left, and it was like I was, it was like I was trying to like pff, argue what I really was. Yeah. Like growing up, and then once I moved to Morgantown, like what well, you know, which is to me is going to be the big city. Yeah. yeah. Using air quotations, yeah. and then like the longer I lived out was like man, like I'm a
0: Romney boy. Yeah, no, <laughs> like yeah. this is
2: what I am. I understand, like, like, I understand
0: yeah. that completely. No, I, I just I was just curious because that's like with me, my I mean my parents, my grandfather listened to like a lot of Conway Twitty and Marty Robbins, and so shit this is like a that. question,
2: okay. So we're living in a different time now. If if you start listening to music now, let's say like I'm you you respect Chief Keefe. That's what you're into. When you tell your grandkids, when you're showing your grandkids that shit, are they gonna respect that? Like if, if, if your grandpa showed you chief Keith or just, uh, that's maybe a <laughs> well, bad example back then you had great music. I mean, clear up until the fucking like nineties. I mean, even the two well, thousands, like but, we grew up with good music. What we're seeing nowadays is bad. Are we going to tell our grandchildren about this shit? Like how well, many people were going to do that? But you, know? you got to think, like, I think about that kind of shit. There's a
0: lot of people out there that really like a musician or a band that maybe isn't considered great in somebody else's eye. Uh, yeah. So like, for instance, Nirvana, like a lot. A lot of- <laughs> So so like, I'm never, I'm never going to tell my kids that you should listen to Nirvana, but no, that was a joke. I mean, seriously, I would never tell my kids that, but still I've said it before. I feel like there's so much stuff out nowadays, you know what I mean? In the music thing, whereas like back then, like what was good was, was good. good. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. I mean, because we're going to appreciate most of the things that our grandparents showed us because of the time and the era that it was. If I start showing my grandchildren, you know, songs that are out now, like, are they going to appreciate that? Or are they going to be like, grandpa, what the fuck were you? Listening to, I, you
1: know? I, I feel like if anything, like this is what was was Popular, big. How yeah. Yeah. I I was your true. age? Because that's kind of how was
2: there trash how, back like, how it was introduced to me. How much know. trash was well, was I mean, out back in the day? Though, think about Nirvana that. Like, was
0: out twenty years ago, so there what? was probably somebody out forty years ago that was just as bad. Like I, on my way here, I was honestly trying to. Th- I was honestly trying to think. I was like, How long are
1: we going to be into this
0: podcast
1: before, before Nirvana gets <laughs> <up>? <laughs> That's, hey, that's, that's, that's a, him, man.
0: i Nirvana fan. Like I was my grandfather listened to like the classic country stuff the Marty Robbins the, you know all that stuff like my parents were very different I mean they liked the country of the day the mm-hmm. Toby Keese and all that stuff the right. early stuff but like my mother was hair the metal and stuff. all that stuff you know what <laughs> I mean so like I had a huge different taste of music from everywhere so for me growing up it was like it was kind of hard for me to decide what I wanted to do right and like was there ever a moment for you where it was like okay I know I want to be a musician um without even thinking if somebody asks that it's, it's Hendrix. Like, seeing Hendrix for the first time at, like, 14 years old, I'm like, that's what the fuck I want to do. I want to play guitar.
1: It was kind of... Like, I was your typical, like... You know the story.
0: It was like, Cobain, you just don't <laughs> want to tell me. <laughs> no.
1: Um just grew up, we grew up like I grew up in church. Uh everybody's singing. That is the typical fucking
0: of... story, actually. It's <laughs> literally it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it starts in church. It starts in church. Andy and I talked about this on our episode. Like he said the same thing. Mine like, didn't, and that I'm one no. of the very few. It's because you that guys I worship Satan, but that's huh? the same no, no, it just started <laughs> no, not in... so much. That was in the early eighties, man. It like,
2: started in elementary school is what it started for me. And I think if it wouldn't have, it would have started in church, yeah.
1: And man, this is kind of weird. it wasn't really so much like witnessing somebody do yeah. it, mm-hmm. it was just experiences that I've, I've had that brought me to be where I want to be like, you know what, I kind of want to give this a go, maybe, I I, maybe I should give it a try.
0: Um, like I can do that,
1: it was because it was. I got my start playing for money, uh, just well, you were busking, busking, right? and high yeah. street. Yeah. It's just kind of just
0: that was my way to earn money for gas and That's I've never and stuff done like that, that man I can only imagine it, it it gets interesting well not only that but I'm sure it takes like a pair of testicles you know what I mean because it's not like you're booking a show and you're on stage like hey this guy's here tonight it's like you're yeah. standing on a corner and you're playing music so as people walk by and they don't tip you're just like fucking cheapskate bastard you know what I mean oh and I've, I've got like, like, get a job get a job like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah fucking hippie mm-hmm. right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking hippie that's what they're all thinking
2: but what I was going to say is like when you say that oh I can do that I feel like that that may be a different moment than when you start playing because I mean we've talked about that before like you have your moment where like you know you want to do this regardless of what the fuck happens with it like you want to play guitar whether you become famous or not and then there's that moment where you see your idols or somebody like that and you're like wait a minute like I can actually fucking do that you know yeah. I feel like that's kind of a different moment sometimes well
0: I mean put it this way Nevermind came out in 91 <laughs> I mean I would assume that most people that were of age then were like hey I can totally do that you know what I mean it's it's I'm sorry you guys to put up with this,
1: but it's bound, it's bound to happen. I, yeah. I, I knew it was going to happen. I was just wasn't sure when.
0: Yeah, I'm a true believer in the fact that when there's talent, even if I don't appreciate it musically, I'm going to say, "Hey, there's talent there. Exactly. I appreciate it." Yeah, yeah. Like man, Dave yeah. Grohl is about the only thing that I can say positive about that. My, my old lady Hannah loves the Foo Fighters. Like I don't even like them that much, but they're leaps and bounds better than Nirvana, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah. we're here to talk about Nay and not talk about Nirvana. <laughs> but we haven't really talked really in depth about stuff as far as like gear and guitars and stuff like that goes. So, do you have a cuz I know you're you're using your Gibson, right? Your Gibson yeah. acoustic and it's from like 1950 something, right? 1965. Oh, 1965. Shit. Gibson J50. Is that yeah.
2: what's on the two recordings? Yes. That's nice. dude, that sounds fucking good, man. I
0: remember the first time that you, you brought that to open <laughs> and you opened mic I'm like, "Listen, man, this probably ain't going to work out." I think technically like, you brought that to the open. Mic. I did.
1: Yeah, you cuz John John had fixed it and he I'm called me it. and Oh, that's right. He right? said he was ready and I knew you were coming cuz the day he finished working on it. Did I pick it? it up?
0: Yeah. I did pick that guitar. You,
1: up. Yeah, because you you picked it up because you were going to be going through
0: Bridgeport. Okay, I remember to that. get to to get to high ground. Mm-hmm, okay, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah,
1: technically you brought that to the open. Yeah, because I
0: remember the first. <laughs> but you brought. I think you brought it to play one time, and we had to use a fifty seven to mic the guitar because you hadn't put the pickup in it yet. Right? No,
1: you're thinking of John, my guitar player. We had to mic his okay, guitar. Okay, okay,
0: that's what I was thinking of.
1: Because uh, I had part of the work I had John do was to put that pickup in it. Because I was because um, the very next day. I was opening up for Charles Godwin, and I just okay. wanted to see how it I was going to work. Yeah. What kind of pickup did you put in? It, it was the LR Bags lyric. Is okay.
2: what I had.
0: LR L- Bags makes really, really good quality stuff. Yes. Um, See, I don't know
2: too much about like uh, pickups gr- you put in the acoustic.
0: They make great acoustic pedals as well, like really good acoustic pedals. What
2: the fuck is an acoustic pedal?
0: I mean, it's not your distortion and stuff like that. It just helps like with overall tone and like they have kind of like a all clean reverb stuff. It, it, stuff like that. It's like an
1: extra e- equalizer. Yeah, so, is yeah. Basically what it is? They make I, really good I, stuff. I, though. I bought their uh, their equalizer pedal. You and, have an EQ
0: pedal for them, and, okay.
1: it, and it, it's it's helped out a lot with like. How hard oh, really that, that pick plays! Oh, absolutely. Plays.
0: Well, it I mean, a lot goes into mids, and people don't realize that. Like, it, even if you just if you plug a microphone in or a guitar, and you turn up the mids, and then just turn it down, the volume level gets crazy different yeah, because yes. the mids are everything. And then that's like with me. Well, you too, because you're well, you're not the only guitar player in your band. You got two guitar players, but the other guitar player is playing a lot of picking stuff most of the time, right? Yes. So, I mean, when you got somebody like that, you really want a, like heavy mids because or a high mids because it pushes it breaks through everything yeah, else in the mix. Exactly. But now I was getting to that. So you're playing a Gibson. What was, it, it was a sixty-five, sixty-eight? 65. 65. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, where'd you get it? <clears throat> I
1: actually got it from my church uh back home. <laughs> didn't pay a dime for it.
0: No yeah. shit. Have you had it priced or anything like that? N- uh I haven't taken I haven't we won't tell I
1: really where took you it live. taking anybody uh like how far but I knew I saw that when they we were when they were first made, they were worth like thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Holy
2: like, f- yeah.
1: they, were,
0: <laughs> they
1: didn't make very many of the model I had. Yeah. So I
0: can only imagine. Yeah, over the years what and stuff. It could be? Well, I mean, the the, the headstock it says Gibson, so yeah. <laughs> you know, right there that adds like a thousand dollars right off the bat. For usually. whatever reason, especially nowadays, um, like. So, is there a uh, certain set of strings that you like to use being an acoustic player? Yeah, that's
1: a good I use, I use the uh, Martin Extra Lights. Really, yeah. you're using Martins. I do. I
0: use Martin strings. Really, I do. That's super surprising to me.
1: I'm, I
2: think I'm, you need to get off the elixirs.
0: No, I don't. you're fucking stupid. Um, I think you do. I, I used you to, need to play to try Martin's. Some other I, shit. <laughs> to me, elixirs are as expensive as they, they are for a reason you. and the, the, the their sound can't be touched in my opinion no but that's why i said i'm surprised that she's martin's because i used to use martin's a lot and the sound quality for me is not there like don't take it as me like right you know fucking putting you I'll down for using martin's know. yeah. because everybody has their own
2: specific you know choices yeah, I when, like you, when i went to the guitar center dude everybody in there's like no deaderios i'm like
0: y'all are fucking tone deaf so yeah no i don't think deaderios are that bad of strings i mean i i, I they're to me the elixirs is the top of the line to me that's 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 how it is. They cost as much as they do for a reason, because I think they have the best sound. I don't buy any other. Yeah, I I mean, yes, and but it's it's a lot in their coding and the fact that they last can be like fuller, but not as bright. I think I don't know how much you're you were playing when we were playing. Let's put it that way. But do you have to do do you find that you have to change your Martin's? The strings a good bit because they die on you a lot. Not really. I
1: th- yeah, I think just because of the way I play too. Like well, my, yeah, play you and style. I play very.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would. I'm, like, I'm a little rough. <laughs> I've
1: I've never broke a string in uh yeah. in the middle of a set. Yeah. I think I think for the album release party for you, I think you changed your string out like three times. You're probably but dude, right. I don't
2: know what that is. Okay, because I have a safe word. For I've my been strings. more than you do. <laughs> I feel like I've been way more than Jesse did. Jesse used to break strings like once a well, fucking show. I, I
0: tell people at this point in my life, my sweat is. Ba- Basically, fucking deep fryer oil. So <laughs> basically, it can't be good for the strings. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it can't. No, but I, I, yeah, I, I play very aggressively too. That's just that's always been my yeah, thing. Yeah, but
2: you also have to understand that, like, I play mostly metal. Most of the shit that I play entirely is it's fucking easy? heavy. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's just, heavy. And even just when I play it. acoustic, I can tell you right now, I've broken less than ten strings in my entire fucking lifetime. Uh, yeah, I've probably. But I don't 10 know. W- I don't night. know why that is because I play incredibly rhythmic and aggressive. Like, well, more so I understand. than you do, more I, so than most people do, and I understand. I don't know that
0: is. Here's my counter argument for that, and don't take this as I'm trying to like say, "Oh, look at me! I do more than you." But as much as I play, as mm-hmm. much as we play out, and mm-hmm. you know, when when things are going, it's every Friday and Saturday for three or four hours. Yeah, at but a time. that's
2: how it was too at one point. <laughs> well, and still. Granted, I play a lot of electrics, but even dude, I'd like never break acoustic strings, and I don't know why. Because I play really. I'm just saying, there's
0: a lot of wear and tear on the fucking. Mm-hmm. Because I'm yeah. not a three and four instrument a night guy. I use one guitar. Mm-hmm. The yeah, night. and
2: you do play for like two and three hours at a time, oh, like three all and four of the hours, hours yeah, usually. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I mean, that's what I mean, though. I feel like there's a lot of wear and tear on yeah. my stuff. So yeah, it could be a bridge pin, it could be a fucking burr in the bridge, it could be mm-hmm. a thousand things. But I, I look at it as I'm I super kinda, aggressive. I just
2: kind of wonder because I think you are, but at the same time, like I well, don't I'm with my right hand. So, I, yeah, but I wonder why that <laughs> I haven't broke that many. strings. That just went right it's, by him. It's basically no. I get that.
0: You got, I, I get. It. I do too. Sometimes both at the same time. Um, <laughs> at least I can. Yeah, let's <laughs> not go too into depth here about guitar strings and why they're breaking. Goodness right. gracious, we're talking to Naball over here, not the fucking <laughs> guy ahead. that makes the Martin strings. Hey, the it's factory. a good question though. Like,
1: you know, why do a, you use the strings? That's, that's that you why I ask. I, I usually get. I can usually get about four or five months
2: uh, out. Really? Of the mm-hmm. Wow. So I was gonna say, dude, man, like I change strings every six months. Wow. And I do nothing but play aggressive fucking music and I don't know why that I don't have to change strings.
0: If if, if I'm really stretching it, I don't do any more than four or five shows with the same set of strings. I mean, granted, you look at it if we do Three and a half, four hours. If you say four hours, and that's five shows, it's mm-hmm. twenty hours.
2: You play string. out a lot too, which actually it does. That is a. Well, that's what I mean. I too. would say is the
0: biggest factor: sweat and fucking dampness, and outs mm-hmm. inside, outside. outside. There's a lot of things that cotton. take effect. factor. I would. The, uh, the big thing the that seasons. takes effect is
2: too is how do you how do you string? Are you leaving a lot of slack? Oh, absolutely not. That's your problem. Okay, sorry, bud. Because I had
0: what, the same problem with my I'm guitar. I'm 28 strings. years old. I'm not changing the way I change my I, strings. I, I, I'm point. just saying, if you leave <laughs> like a little a bit Elixir more slack, fine with me. as many other strings. If you leave a little say. bit
2: more slack, you don't break as much. That's all I'm saying. Because okay. that, that was something that I had to fix. Like, dude, I didn't learn how to
0: properly string right, fucking bro. guitars until like a year and a half ago. I'll cut my string some slack. Um I'm just saying, <clears throat> hey. Yeah, exactly. So but yeah, like I said, I, I, I to me, and it's I think it's a musician thing and maybe it's not everybody, but like as soon as my strings start sounding dead to me, right. I'm changing the sons of bitches cuz mm-hmm. it's not like, oh well, they're never going to cuz they probably won't be able to tell. When I go to a show and play with doll strings, they're not going to know. I mean, but there might be a couple guys, like- but you hear it, so you know it's it's like I can't I can't do it. I don't know. I feel like that's just the...
2: I feel like if you leave a guitar out and it has any amount of moisture, like, dude, it's not a couple days. Like, you, yeah. you really should be changing strings if you want a clean, bright sound all yeah. the time, every couple days. Like, 10 days.
0: Well, and it's like... Which I, is crazy. I, I changed from electric to acoustic strings, from acoustic strings to electric string, and it's like, I, you know... If
2: you have your shit out and you're playing all the
0: time, yeah, so at least. But regardless, we, we digress off mm-hmm. of the string talk. My goodness, we're going to owe all these companies' <laughs> monies. We're just talking about Elixir and Martins and D'Addarius hey, and... Just Secretly trying to sponsor sponsorships, yeah. (laughs) Elixir, I've bought them like thousands of dollars. Like, I kid you not, like, I because I include my string purchases on my taxes at the end of the year. I spent over a thousand dollars on strings the year before last. I, in my entire lifetime, have not
2: spent 60 bucks in strings. (laughs) Like, he just you know, maybe
0: 80, maybe 80. He's like, oh, so what? There's rust on these things. No, no no, 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 no.
2: Well, don't get me wrong. I definitely play with some shit strings for a long time, but like I just don't break strings and that's usually yeah. when I go to fucking change them.
0: I obviously, you haven't been playing much lately. I don't think right. many of us have. I mean, I had, I got lucky and I played most of every weekend in October, but I mean, I know that the opportunities aren't out there like they once were. Strangely enough, it's like I had to go out of state a good bit to get a lot of those shows. Oh, it's PA, it, you, almost, you, you almost have to now. Yeah, PA and, and, and Ohio and Maryland and all that stuff. Um, So, when you play with the Full band. What all is included in the full band? Okay, so there, um,
1: there are six of us usually. So you have myself.
0: You don't. Uh, you're not using a drum kit, though, right?
1: No, that's what I thought. No, we're currently a string band. I'd yeah. kind of like to incorporate some some percussion along. along you wouldn't the way need at much. Point. No. Yeah. But it's myself. I'll sing and play guitar. I do. I do usually what you can get when i do a solo show yeah um we have john sutfin he's from beckley i uh, he plays my lead guitar you have dan white or stowe he's from stowe ohio He usually he'll play uh my steel guitar like dobro there it is yeah dobro. okay I don't, gotcha. know yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why i struggle with that it's not your instrument it's not your problem yeah <laughs> Sorry, bud. Hey man, that's a whole nother world. And then uh, I have uh, Matthew Moses from Parkersburg who plays mandolin for me. Riley Tribble is from Elkins. We actually stayed uh, with his family when we were recording our album. Yeah. Uh, he plays bass, which I always joke. That he's the smallest guy in our group. Is he playing he plays the largest yeah. instrument? And he's the smallest guy in our group yeah, too. Really? He's playing the biggest instrument, but he's the smallest guy that's yeah. that we have. And I, and I joke about that. He, he probably hates me now for it, but I usually <laughs> joke about it. Like whenever yeah. we're out playing. And then uh, Phil Korpeck from Ellicott city, Maryland. He, he, uh, lays it down on our banjo like like the band all everything you hear banjo wise that's all I
0: think I've met Brazil. all these guys but one maybe I don't know if I've met them all because I remember when you guys were at Elkins recording we were playing up the road at one of the bars and you guys had come out while we were playing that night you know what uh you
1: I don't think you met Riley because at the time Riley was still under 21. okay uh, Riley's Riley's also the baby yeah Gotcha. Uh, of the group I, he's I mean he's we don't have to worry about getting him into places now' he's, yeah. he's had his 21st since yeah, then. he's 21 now yeah um yeah but uh, yeah, that's usually what we got, and then we had on the album like, and you hear it on on Pabs Cabin with fiddle. That was actually Ben Townsend. Yeah, we had talked about that.
0: The fiddle sounds really good on that. I mean, man, he's, um, and I'm really glad he agreed to do that. Oh, absolutely. Be good. It it, well, it, <laughs> it adds an adds a whole different aspect. You know what I mean. It takes your song from here and then and then mm-hmm. boosts it to a whole different level. Not necessarily for the you know making it better, like it would have been worse without it. But it kind of expands the sound that you yeah. get from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he actually wanted to
1: play on that oh, song too. Really? Okay. Like because like without me even saying anything to him, he's like, hey, do you mind? If, do you mind if I? play some fiddle on That's funny, because you
2: can kind of hear it in the front of the mix. We were talking about how, like, if you were to hear this on, like, a country station, you would never in a million years hear that up front. That's not, like tyler children's new album yeah. obviously that's all like all, playing video, all yeah. that shit but um you wouldn't really hear that and so that, that's kind of funny that you tell that story that he's like yeah i want to play this so of course it's like in the front of the mix that's funny well it was also it was also good. it to sounds me. great
1: thank you yeah no Thanks. it really does uh, ben did a great nah, and it was where great. it should
2: be i think i wanted to that's work with ben
1: too a lot of it was because we're from the same hometown yeah like that that, that hampshire county connection like that's just kind of mm-hmm. that was also kind really? of a tribute to the kind of music that was popular where i grew up because i was like a lot of the musicians that's what a lot of bluegrass and old time mm-hmm. players come from romney yeah like that's like a like a little See, hot i band. think
2: a lot of people don't get like when we have such a hard opinion about music like they don't understand that we appreciate these people that like we never in a fucking million years get heard
0: man and there's the, yeah. the
2: great banjo players they're great well, fiddle players I like i mean
0: to me talent recognizes talent exactly and that's the bottom line i mean realistically it's like i said with the music thing earlier it might not be your taste you might not enjoy mm-hmm. this but if, if, if somebody's talented you give them their due but talented. if okay,
2: it's like if you're a fan and you walk up to an NFL player and you're like, dude, that was a fucking crazy catch, blah, 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 blah. The dude's like, yeah, whatever. If you're another crazy great wide receiver in the NFL and you walk up to another... Great wide receiver, and you're like, dude, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, it's I mean, a different. Respect, I understand I what you're
0: saying. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's just like when you're a guitar player. Yeah. I mean, you have your good nights, you have your bad nights, you have your nights where you really think you're on. But mm-hmm. it, it's always nice to hear those words of encouragement, like somebody being like, "Hey, you sound really good tonight." It's just like Dirk had said in that one episode, like somebody come up and say, "Hey, you're the best drummer I've ever heard," and he's like, "I'd call bullshit," Shit. but as long as I yeah, did yeah. my yeah, job, job that night, yeah. you know, that's what matters. I, I was
1: the best one for the past
0: like two or three hours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> that's funny because that's really that's that's the truth of it all. Did you do a whole album or did you just do the two songs that you have? We we did the whole album. Like we have seven songs recorded. You just uh, haven't released the whole just album. Haven't
1: released them because uh, we were. Are you to waiting have the, on the
2: world to change? Or? Pretty much. I
0: got pretty you. Much. Hey, John Mayer was it. too. <laughs> it was.
1: I mean, because other than like maybe two things, I wanted. I want to change about about it. Uh, it's pretty well. Like from the album art to
2: everything. It It's it's just um, about ready. Does the sound change much from what's out right now? Does the sound change a lot?
0: You mean like overall? Yeah, 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 I guess. um,
1: There's going to be the vibe. Because I would say both of
2: those songs are pretty in the same realm. They're very... Americana folk country. There's
1: there's actually a couple songs with electric guitar on there. Like
2: so that that's a little bit of a difference. Yeah.
1: Like um like if you look up the questionable records YouTube channel, like Ben actually posted a time lapse of the weekend we recorded the album, Mm -hmm. and he uses "Learn to Smile" as like the this track to play over everything, and you hear like electric guitar in it. It doesn't stray too far apart from each other, but yeah, by adding the
0: electric guitar, like uh, it still sounds
1: got gotcha. different like mm-hmm. the overall aesthetic of it like learn to smile you know it sounds like we recorded that in the middle of the night at a bar somewhere yeah be, that's what the vibe okay. feels like to me that like that's that Because the, the captions, other two songs don't like.
2: necessarily feel like that they feel very thought out especially the ballad of Adam Eve Adam and Eve that one is very thought out I feel like we'll
0: yeah. get to that in a bit because Nate knows how I feel about that song so 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 how how was was that your first experience in an actual studio recording it was so so how was that like explain that to me because i feel like i mean it's almost like losing your virginity you well really, it's you different really, with everyone no, but i mean that literally like you, you don't know what to expect it's just like sex when you have sex for the first time you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what to expect mm-hmm. except you know hopefully you last longer than a couple of seconds but at the end of the day it's like like i said you don't know what to expect no. you go in there i mean how, how was that for you and
2: even professionals like everyone's different like yeah every absolutely. producer is
1: different mm-hmm. man it was i mean it was it was really cool um, it was like it was definitely a unique experience because he we didn't Ben doesn't use a, a traditional studio. Like, so the
0: guy that recorded you is the one playing fiddle on your album. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. We recorded in an old church. See, you know, you, you had told me this, really? so I knew that. Okay. It, 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 it like like basement. No, like we were in like the
1: main cathedral. Oh, like, part <laughs> of the church like, <laughs>
0: sanctuary. Mm-hmm. That's what I was okay. For. All right.
2: Yeah. So both of those songs that we've heard are both recorded every, in the main a, part of that church.
1: Every song on the album was recorded in you that see, sanctuary. Man, the
2: stories that you hear to really fucking tell a lot when it comes into production quality like every every album that you've heard when you hear the stories about where they're recorded and shit like that you can fucking feel that that's crazy to me
1: we all um ben set the microphones up in a circle and he arranged us by how he wanted by how he wanted the sound to come out he arranged Mm -hmm. us like he's he had a stand in certain like specific spots in the room okay did he
2: have the acoustics just to out more or less yeah Yeah. just so
1: he's like yeah because you Know, we'll have you more towards yeah. the middle of the room just because you know it's your it's yeah. it's you that we're yeah. that we're listening to and, and then like, like like he had like Riley across the, the room, room for me yeah. John John was across on the other side Phil was
0: right next to me so playing the, banjo yep. so was it recorded yep. was everything recorded live yes okay dude that's
2: fucking really really cool honestly that's that's pretty sick see I, I really like
0: really when we went in to record our uh, EP I, I really really wanted to do it live I was convinced awesome. I wanted to do it live and they talked me out of it and I'm kind I'm kinda of happy they did because what we had was straight radio you know singles where i did this part they did this part it was all yeah but you could also other. do
2: a whole nother like i think you could do a like a live album and it oh, no, even I, I would love to do a lot i album. feel like it would sound better because i
0: feel like with with us especially and you've seen us play before um because nay did the album release party that we had when we released our album and he was the opening act for us i just feel like us on our on our album is a lot different than what we are live. It's just
2: shaped and molded.
0: Yeah, well, I, I agree, but it's it, there's just it's a, it's I don't want to say less, but like it's not the full package. No, it's shaped and molded. Um, yeah. so, so recording live was that a was that a like was that a tough thing to do? I mean, because I mean everything's got to be right, and you kind of have to say, well, all right, I messed up. We got to restart this. You know yeah, I mean?
1: yeah, that that was. Um, some songs definitely went quicker than the others. Yeah. Like I think I think Paps Cabin took us maybe. I honestly I think Paps Cabin took us maybe two takes.
0: Was there really? a lot was there a lot of rehearsal before going in? Oh yeah, yeah. cuz we spent some time getting we, we spent time warming up and everything. Oh, I meant like straight before you guys went to the studio like weeks months ahead was there a lot of we, rehearsing? <laughs> so, the week
1: pro, like the week leading up
0: to us
1: going to the studio, Phil was on his birthright trip in Israel. <laughs> I think you had told me this. Uh so we were without Phil for a while. Yeah. And then like uh, the the Thursday because we went in Saturday morning to record uh, so we 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 arrived at Elkins a Saturday morning uh, we had Friday to do whatever like we just had one quick we had one last go around like kind of like a walkthrough and how we were going to yeah. structure everything and then the night before we actually had a show at at one two three where we opened up for dr bacon and the Con thieves
2: such a great venue
1: so it, it was so we had we had some time it, yes and no yeah like we had time to get ready for it and prepare but it was just all kind of sporadic because we had to be careful about how we managed the time yeah. I, I had to be careful what i did with my voice yeah absolutely like uh friday i didn't actually sing when we were doing our walkthrough i just really? i just i just spoke the lyrics out yeah like we just focus more so on the time. I mean, that's the smart, man. Your voice
2: sounds really, really good. That that was the yeah. thing that I was most impressed about. To be honest, thank you. Thank like, you. <laughs> like, there's a lot that I look for in like country artists. It kind of just depends on like what they're doing. Stroking nay's like, ego. Like yeah. if
1: <laughs> I gotta fit my head through the door, I just want to yeah. make sure you know.
2: That. <laughs> <laughs> if if you can shred on guitar and sing country music, like you know, I think that's fucking top of the line. But like for the most part, I look like I look for voices and what you're saying and and things like that and. Your uh, ability to keep a melody and change melodies and stuff like that. Well,
0: I think I I'm told, I've told you from day one that I respect and like what you do. <laughs> Because your voice was
2: immediately like okay i can listen to this because no what trap you drums. do
0: is not what i listen to but i really enjoy the way you do it in your style i would
2: disagree it. with that entirely i feel like he sounds very much like well i
0: mean now maybe what i listen to but i'm saying well, we met he I, I, sounds I, and like I, and a, I
2: remember that yeah. too
0: I, I remember having that conversation I was just like too, man, when you're, when you're not what i listen to meet.
1: but you sound really good that's why i gotta i have to kind of give hannah a shout out for for talking to you into listening to more like the tyler children oh, yeah, well that's what music. i was gonna
2: say is you sound like an almost S- squared out Tyler Childers, not in a bad way.
0: That squared out? What's that? What do you mean that, by squared? That, 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 that should uh, be your question right now, man. like, what do you? What the fuck? Do you what mean do I mean squared by squared
2: out? out? I mean you're a square,
0: you motherfucker. Coned in because Tyler can be a
2: not necessarily out there, but like you just seem very like you could be put on the radio. Whereas like some of Tyler's songs are a little more like I don't want to say outlawish, but like it's much more <laughs> done right. I feel like when with that sound, not I don't think.
1: Like, I, was, I'm, uh, yeah, I will I'm say saying saying that uh, <laughs> um, like the two songs I have out now are probably two of the more radio friendly okay. songs I have on the album. Like, well,
0: they're single, they're a uh, single, uh, so that's the purpose. Yeah, I mean? yeah.
1: So, like, like I have a song called "Long Line of Loners" that I don't know if you've ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: I believe so. I've heard that. Yeah, it sounds familiar.
1: Where if like the chorus of Long Line of Loners" yeah. would not be on the radio. Yeah, like,
0: well, it's it, like you White know House. I mean? It's like yeah. White
2: House Road. Yeah. Like, obviously, he, like Tyler has his fucking very square yeah. out ones. I, I mean, like I've the,
0: always, I've always. I think when, I, when I tell all. people all about man. you, I always tell them that you're like the Nays and the Sturgill, or Nays, the the Sturgils mm-hmm. and the Tylers and the stuff like no, that. No.
2: I can't even. I wouldn't put you in the Sturg- Sturgil's weird, bro. I would say he was more like Billy Strings than fucking. I wouldn't say that the, the Nays the, is like Billy Strings. No, no, no but no, no, I feel no, like no, no, we're no, sitting no, here no, dissecting
0: no, you, and, you no, and that's fucking awkward. No,
2: no, 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 no. I would say Sturgill was much more.
0: Nays, like who am I?
2: Sturgill is much farther out there than I can't tell
0: when I look at my. Myself in the mirror, I don't just, remember who I am. Nah, I'm I driving see. home in dead silence, it's, just yeah. contemplating. It life. takes
2: quite it's a bit for me. It's like to Like, what the fuck did country? Tristan mean by
0: squared out, man?
2: <laughs> he he showed he showed me this, and I was like, okay, hell yeah, like I I dig it immediately. Like it's it's good folk Americana. It's what country so right. should fucking it's, be. It's funny
0: opinion. because we went up to to Buffalo to to record. Joel, the guy that did our album, I had never met before. The guy that that produced. And, yeah, before we went up to record, I didn't. Oh, know I you knew Joel. never
2: met him at all. No, okay, so so you just knew his dad I didn't know his dad
0: either um was that just someone you met through I'm gonna get there um (laughs) no you're not god God damn it Tristan god fuck have you been gone for a month what's going on trying to figure out all this stuff again so um I had not met I didn't know this (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I had not met Joel uh, Pru at all. The guy that did our album. The, the 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 relation was that Warren, our sax player, Joel's dad, and him are business partners. So we they we they kind of knew each other and had that connection. So we went up and you know we start recording. And I always tell everybody we're kind of like an alternative rock jam band. That's basically what I tell people. So you went up there not fault. knowing him? No, Warren
2: I not knew. Him. Fucking know that? Yeah, Warren knew. Him. I thought you knew him before that. No, well, no. with that saying- whole Warren. An He's saying somebody knew him; it just wasn't John. Yeah, I yeah. no, I'm saying he didn't know him. That that's crazy to me, though, that you're gonna put your hands in. Well, I mean, I think he did that. Uh, he did it. I would, production. I would, no, 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 no. I, I would, would agree trust more entirely. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I would too. Yes, yeah. I mean,
0: trust me. Literally, the, the, I mean, not that it's about my. This is an episode about me, but like, we went up Thursday night mm-hmm. and and, and got, it, got everything unloaded into the studio. Friday was drums and bass. Brian and, and uh Bob did their parts, and they were gone. Yeah. So Saturday and Sunday was me and Warren. Mm-hmm. So Sunday evening was literally us recording the vocals and uh, recording Warren's sax and flute parts so I left and it was all up to Joel so Joel basically did everything well Warren went back up for kind of like a set in editing thing with with Joel and he was kind of texting me like hey how's this sound would you prefer this all that stuff so pretty much it was Joel and Warren that did all the album but what I was getting to was Joel was convinced that we were a country band convinced (laughs) he's like you guys are country I'm like Joel we're not country man (laughs) no Like, we're not country. No. And, not like, even close. he was like, Burgoo's country. I'm like, Burgoo's kind of country. country like, yeah, I understand. I can see but that. But as one. a band, like, we're not no. country. Like, what country Nothing bands you do play. you know have a saxophone to begin with? And it's like, on top of that, like, no, we're not. No. Nothing
2: you play is country.
0: Like, I mean, Burgoo Bergu, probably kind of is country. the closest I, thing. I'd I, I that, say Bergu's That's program. not
2: even. When you look at the fucking chord progressions and shit, that's not I that mean, there's country. There's three chords in
0: that song. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the side of the. Yeah. But even the progression itself. I was about to get there. No, but but it's it's funny because um, the feel of it is. Uh, Nay Nay has done a cover of of our song, my song, whatever. Burgoo. and that's fine. I always always love that and always tell people that. Like I feel like whether See, you know all. whether it was because you liked it or whether because we're, we're, whatever the reason, it's really cool to hear somebody else do your stuff. You know what I mean? And I've always told you from day one that I would love to do Ballad of Adam and Eve, and we're gonna get to that because that's another song that we haven't talked about. Because I, I've told you that a ballad of Adam and Eve is on Spotify and Apple music and all that stuff too so you know go listen to these two songs but to me your lyric writing in that and just that, that yeah. chord progression the way you sing that you playing that acoustic is is incredible like i think that's the the bee's knees the top notch of your stuff that i've heard See, and well, he's heard true. it
2: acoustic i've only heard it through you know what you've released like i really do think that was fucking incredible it's funny that uh before i asked him what the song was called because he had showed me that song like prior i kind of forgot what it was he showed me this like two or three months ago and as soon as it started playing and you started going through your Lyrics, I was like, What is the name of this song? And he's like, The Ballad of Adam and Eve. And I was like, That's funny because that's what I was going to ask if that's what it was about because talking about the Adam, oh, yeah, the, well, the apple, and all I, that shit. I, I feel
0: like that song it's very is very
2: descriptive and it's good.
0: Well, that, that, your, your chord progressions are very experimental, the way that you're playing that song compared to a lot of your other stuff. Like, I, I just feel like, not that I'm trying to say it's, it's you know, all the no, other stuff that you have shit, that's because no, that's yeah, not I, what I'm saying. I, what I just feel like that song is like, it cut above the rest, and I've told you that since I've heard that song. I really, really think that song's good. So let's get into that a little bit. Is there a um, inspiration? Like, what's what what drove you to wrote this bout of Adam and Eve"? Honest, <laughs> there really wasn't. You don't any know, you specifically just, like because that happens. Yeah, I mean, you just
1: write a song. Um, the chord progression I just kind of came across because I wanted to. I wanted to try to step up my guitar playing. It's very different and, yeah. Like, I wanted to try like try to stray different straight than away one, from your do. cowboy courts right exactly yeah, and I don't mean that exactly. once again
0: like in any bad way but yeah it's not no, it's yeah. not and your gene right. yeah
1: you're right um and then i something about like I had like the line like when the snake came round yeah like I don't know I've had that, i had that line stuck in my head for
2: okay a while and I was like I was kind of wondering what the point of that song was because a lot of the time for most songwriters it's either a lyric or it's a A line or a a hook yeah it's either a drum line see for me like it can be a multitude of different things I can hear a bass line in my head or it could be a fucking drum riff or it could be guitarist. every once in a while it's a vocal riff for me but like I think that that's really cool hearing how different musicians approach songs because most of them are different
0: well and I feel like Bergu kind of gravitated towards you because it's more country than a lot of stuff
2: uh, uh, so yeah I wanted to cover the song yeah. so I
0: really like the song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel like Adam and Eve is is very different and experimental in a way and that's why I appreciate that so much because that would be the song that I would want to do of yours and it's like um, um, I had Andy Benson on last week uh week before last and uh, we were talking about how nowadays you don't see it but back in the day you had guys like Merle and Waylon all these guys they were playing each other's songs
1: like, you yeah. got to the point where like, you weren't
0: really sure you were like man yeah, whose song this? is it's it? like, exactly I don't know because like it, like five other five other people yeah. saying that song, and you song. don't do it anymore. Like, people, you don't see people doing that, you know. What there might be a sample song? of what?
2: Uh, the ballad of Adam, uh, uh, you the I mean Eve. You
0: don't have cowboy chords in that song. You've got right. chords that are uh, kind of different. What's on, I also man. have like little to no
1: knowledge of what the fuck's <laughs> going on. <Okay>. So, like <laughs> hey man, I understand N- that. This
0: too. guy right here knows nothing about okay. music theory. Like, okay. they'll, <laughs> they'll,
1: they'll, like that's why like my, I love I love the guys I play with because yeah. they'll look at they'll it and do the work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's
0: what Warren is. Literally, <laughs> Warren fun. is that guy
1: for us. Because like literally, like Phil, Phil probably studies music theory the most of all of us. So like I'll play a chord and I'll hold the shape and like look if. Feels like Phil, what is this? And like, uh, and like he like spits it off in a span of like two seconds, yeah. like just so knows C immediately. See, sus with yeah.
0: augment of seven. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's it's crazy That's how that works to too. And I feel like you know we could do that if we were really to sit down and be hard nosed about it and learn it. Because I always feel like I don't I don't understand I don't get it. But because we're musicians, we have to get some of it. It's just it's I feel like it's mm-hmm. like being lazy on my part. Right. Like it's the same thing with lead guitar playing. Like I use a method called the box method. I know what notes I need to play. Play inside this chord progression that it sound right so that it's not gonna mm-hmm. but it's like man if I would just take time to sit down and actually learn some shit man, maybe I'd be a little like, bit better it's it, just laziness it on my part it kind of
2: depends like see I have my own box method that's much more dependent on minor scales and stuff like that most people base it on pentatonic scales some base it on yeah. like more of like country chords and stuff like that or like country scales which is much more like major and like two, four, five kind of stuff like every guitar player has their own box method too I yeah. think that's kind of cool when they come to soloing once they get to a certain spot in their guitar playing, at least. Man,
1: it's like. What's your box way, method? The way I, just, uh just two left jabs and a right hook. Yeah. <laughs> um, like box method sounds like music theory. I'm out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I, I love the people I ask. It's like, man, how'd you do that one part? And I was, I was like, no, dude, dude I either. like,
2: it's like, dude, I don't. I even just know. did it. <laughs> And I think that's like when I I go to learn a lot of songs a lot of the time, so I'm like that's definitely how this happened. They just fucking did it and yeah. do it. And they don't they couldn't explain to you how it happened. So
0: I'm curious to ask because um not that we don't talk to a lot of songwriters because we do, but uh, what what's your method? When you when you sit down to write a song, is it usually lyrics first and then chord progression or, yeah. or is it chord progression first and then lyrics? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, interested in that Sometimes sometimes it kind of goes back and forth. Do you do you, you, so you, don't, you don't have like a majority of the time is one uh, way or the I, other. I'd say
1: a majority of the time lyrics first. Really? Um uh, cuz I definitely like part of my with my degree like one of my focuses was creative writing. Okay. Um so I've always kind of I had took that and,
0: class in high school. I was,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I yeah. just had I've it got once a GED, and it I don't have a couldn't, degree. couldn't get enough of it I
0: guess. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, do you
2: hear a melody taste. With that a lot When yeah. you're hearing a, When you hear a lyric It's usually with a melody See I
0: can't do that You like, usually um, just hear lyrics No for me I, I can't write I, I'm, For me I can't write And then try to put A chord progression to it Because I just feel like I can't find the right fit yeah, To me If I write a hard. chord progression first And then just sing Because ran- to me It's just That's how it happens I'll play a guitar I'll get a guitar part And, all that, and I'll just sing Random bullshit See, over top Until I find I'm, something I'll, that sticks I'll
1: get the jingle in my head Like on the way here yeah. Yeah, it, it was I'm hammering the, down I'm That
0: way Yeah yeah. I was it was
1: hammering down the rain, but I, it, I changed the rain to snow in my mind. It was like, well, this road is covered with snow. Yeah, but I don't mind as long as I get home. Like just stuff like that. Yeah, like I always like that's how like I that Chris Stapleton
2: yes. yeah.
0: method
1: to it.
2: That's how I develop lyrics when See, I'm thinking about riffs and other shit like that. It's definitely the way that you do it. Like it, it's, it's always yeah. It's funny first. because
0: I'll find a notebook that's from like five, eight years ago. Yeah. And it'll have like fucking pages among pages of mm-hmm. lyrics. And you're like, what the fuck went to this? Well, I'll, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll see this and be like, man, that's really good. I wonder why I never did anything with it. And then I'll find stuff that I've done stuff with. And I'm like, man, this is shit compared to that fucking page <laughs> that I found in that notebook that had fucking dust yeah. and dirt on it. You know what I mean? And, and, mm-hmm. and it's
1: crazy how long it takes some songs. Like I told you, like "Pap's Cabin yeah. took me a half hour. Oh, absolutely. And then, but, um, oh man. Yeah. <sighs> there, there were songs I've written that
2: like, it took me like a year. Oh, absolutely. They were pulling on Tool's new album. There's like three songs on that album that are from Anima that are from like '96. It's like, it's
0: funny because you know it's nuts. you say that because you know, obviously Pap's Cabin means a lot to you as a songwriter, and obviously it's your song and the meaning behind the song as well. But um with with songs like Ghost of You for us, like that's one of my favorite songs off the album. I feel like that song just it it, it portrays emotion to me. Like you can feel the emotion in that song. Like for a long time I had the first and second verse written down. Third verse, every time we play it live, I just completely ad lib a third verse. And then Warren's like, you know, you should probably write a third verse to that. And I'm like, oh, I don't need do. You know what I mean? We'll just keep playing the way we have, and then we went to record. And he's like, "Do you have a third verse yet?" And I'm like, "Not really. I got an idea." So it's like, I, I completely understand because Ghost of You, other than that ad lib third verse for a long time, was written in like a half hour as well. It's it's real quick. And then these other songs, it's like you feel like you work on for a year, or you'll forget about it, and then you'll find it in like an old. For me, it's like voice memos in my phone. I'll find yeah. like a recording, and then for forever, i off. Find I'm like that sounds really good, and then it's like trying to figure out how it went or how you were playing it on the guitar. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just genuinely lose interest in the song oh, absolutely. because
1: you hit that wall mm-hmm. and then you just lose interest in it and then it takes you like kind of stumbling upon it yep. later on to where you're like oh okay or like maybe something happened in your life exactly kind of
0: goes with what you do a little that bit of living for and then that helps you that it helps you finish it up i agree 100 percent. and it's like once you hit that wall you you kind of just have to put it down and, and, and walk away from it because then you end up with something that you don't genuinely appreciate or love because it's just something that you kind of forced into it, it to make it yes, work yes <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's crazy how that works i'm always curious because everybody kind of has their own way of writing songs and it's like with us with the band and i would assume it's probably the same way with you I write I do all the the lyrics and the guitar parts and then I show it to the band and they kind of work around it yes and I would assume it's the same writing process for you because I know you've been playing these songs by yourself for a while as well and they're your songs right and it, it, I, I, I kind of I like that but at the same time I would also like to be able to get together as a band quote unquote and be able to write together right? and say like hey here's a guitar part I have what do you guys have instead of just bringing them a finished song pretty much
1: Right and like and that's kind of how I'm lucky with the guys cuz they can like they are very good at what they do Mm -hmm. these guys are all very good at what they do so like there it doesn't really take them too long to kind of like write the fillers like like i'm very thank and I and i even say on stage whenever we're playing places like i i think thank god i I have these guys to play around me because they're see that's crazy
2: to me like to think (laughs) that someone wouldn't want to want to play to my shit i mean i guess especially because like i don't necessarily play Like, everything that I play is, like, six and seven minutes long. Like, fucking way out there. It would literally take you some studying to fucking... Maybe not studying, but, like, it would... I don't doubt it. It would take you, like, a long time to fucking learn. Like, it's crazy to me to think that anyone would want to play, like, with my shit.
0: That's good shit right there. I'm gonna need every last drop of this.
2: That's so cool to me, you know, that like you have musicians, you yeah. have musicians that play around you. Well, like that's fucking awesome. And to I've, me.
0: I've said this from since day one, but like I always really wanted to have the guys my age and kind of have that, that band of brothers. But then I got with the guys that are fucking twice as my age. Oh, and i yeah, learned no, every guys that are yeah. seasoned. Yeah.
1: Because the, the album release was the first time I'd met your band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bob, at the end of the night, or it was either at the end of that or during an intermission, Bob was like, man, like you do this as long as I have. You can just predict when. What you need to do? At oh, one absolutely. Point the song. Yeah. He's like, man. Yeah, for sure,
0: though. He's that like, man. Experience. I don't practice these songs. No. I just know when they're coming. <laughs> no. It does. No, that, no. and that, that always yeah. that always blows people's mind because they're like, how often do you guys practice? It's like, we can't. Yeah. Okay. We play so goddamn much. So we don't have time to practice. And on top of that, it's like I I feel like practice takes. I mean, I, there there has to be some structure. I understand that one hundred percent. Then you go out sounding like Gigi Allen, but like, <laughs> yeah. I, but even that was harder to do than like well, whatever. My point is. Is, sorry, I don't... Whatever. And I, I, I know that I shouldn't bash bands, but Nirvana,
2: No, 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 no. I totally agree. Fucking Gigi Allen <laughs> was just out there. Yeah,
0: but I'm just saying, I feel like it ass. takes away from... Obviously, there has to be structure, but it, it also takes away from us if we try to yeah. rehearse and yeah. try to do this right on the cue and do this every time. Like, with us, there's no songs that we play live that mm-hmm. I don't start on guitar. But I would right. say
2: that a seasoned drummer, like, it would... You you really gotta throw him off. You know what I mean? Like, for any seasoned drummer, you really gotta play some shit that it's kind of like out there you know what I mean? you really really have to play some different shit but like, see
0: that's why bob and i work so any well together
2: drummer could play rock any season drummer can uh, play I, country well, i mean i agree season, to an extent yeah exactly to an extent any season drummer could play like metallica metal style drums like you to an extent I agree, there's a yeah. predictability that comes with music that i think a lot of people don't I'm understand saying, you, you
0: didn't hear bb B- king
2: soloing on a country song I mean, no but you bb king could solo over any country song could. because he knows what's coming yes. like there is a predictability in music I guess is what I'm trying but to say but that's what
0: I was trying to say about Bob is the fact that like Bob but he's seasoned enough Bob now. got so used to my looper mm-hmm. that Bob is like a fucking robot no, he there. really
2: is man and he's I mean, fucking tight He, dude.
0: that's the thing he's like in his monitor <laughs> he doesn't want anything in his monitor but my rhythm guitar mm-hmm. that's all he has back there because he knows he's got to stay on time yeah, with he, that don't, rhythm yeah he don't want
2: to hear if he fucks if I you play, fuck up I, he don't want to hear that if you play yeah. on time he doesn't want to hear that he wants to hear the rhythm
0: like, I, I've worked and played with so many mm-hmm. drummers and this is no disrespect to them because I've played with a lot of great drummers Bob was the one that just kind of took to what his job was mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say like Bob's low on the totem pole because Bob carries a lot of fucking and you weight you know
2: what's crazy to me is that he plays off of you and not your bass that's what I was because getting because you've had what three different bassists at oh, four you know, I've had forward. a lot um, yeah bass is
0: the instrument that keeps coming and going and, 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 and it is different because
2: Eric plays quite a bit different than Brian oh absolutely like, he doesn't play everything the same like but nothing is to the T that's what
0: I was getting at where a lot of bands the band follows the drummer yes the drummer follows, follows me and yes, my band and which is nice Bob follows me I say my drummer doesn't exist yeah he doesn't but <laughs> You know what's funny? is yeah, I did. did. We <laughs> were
2: listening to, uh, was it the Cabin? Yeah, it was the Cabin song. Paps Cabin. Paps Cabin. The Cabin and, song. And uh, I was like, the drums are really low in the mix. He's like, there's no there's drums. There's no drums in that. And I was like, <laughs> the only thing that I was, I thought I was hearing brushes at first, and I wasn't at all. You're probably hearing. That's what I would like, want to hear in your music, is just a little bit of just snare brushes and right. stuff.
1: Right. I'll tell you what no. you're probably hearing is probably uh, Riley's. Riley's the fingers slapping on, on the base. Or less.
0: I don't even think you would need brushes. I think you just need like a Kahuna, a little box, a box drum. Yeah, something. Like that. Just don't something see you see. don't have to have it. I would just, you know, I, to me, you don't need the whole drum, you know. And I mean, you listen to stuff like Tyler and stuff like that. Like, there's not a lot of like overbearing percussion and in those stuff. Yeah. Exactly. We've talked about
2: this a bunch of it's times. It's very, very I prefer his live stuff where it's stripped down much over his fucking produced album stuff.
0: Well, sure. I mean, there's a reason when you ask people about Tyler Childers, what's your favorite album? They're like Red Barn, I'm like studio album, man. They're like Red Barn, I'm like Red Barn's <laughs> oh, that, a studio
1: album. My yeah. my first Tyler Childers song I'd ever heard was Charleston Girl from the Red Barn album. Really, yeah. but I and so I really like them. The song that made me start to like mm-hmm. really enjoy him, and he's kind of the reason that this is usually like the first song I do when I open up a set because it's also a good More, it, I found it to be a good song for me to warm up my vocals is when he covers Rock Salt and Nails. Yeah. Like, he I, I, I love his cover That's of Rock Salt and Nails. That song is so old, man. Like, really? I, I, like, it's old. It's to the point where it's so That's old. That's a
2: surprise, me, no man. No one's not, really, not, yeah.
1: to my knowledge, no one's really sure who originally wrote that
0: song. Uh-huh. But that song's like, yeah, old. it's like fucking
2: uh, <laughs> whiskey in the jar. Dude, that song is so old that nobody knows who wrote that. That was an old Irish like
0: tune. People thinking that Stapleton wrote Tennessee
2: Whiskey, but yeah, I mean, oh, uh, yeah. No, he definitely did. Fucking Hank Williams sings fucking that song. Well, I, I, I,
0: what's his name? Um, David Allen Coe David did Alan cover, Coe. too. Yeah, was no, that.
2: maybe. No, I think I'm thinking of Hank Williams.
0: Yeah. well, I don't think I'm thinking of David Allen Coe. To me.
2: But yeah, exactly.
0: I don't I don't know how. I mean, I know you like Tyler. Do you know anything about Jason Isbell? I do enjoy Jason I was going to say, because as, as a songwriter, man, and, I, and I,
1: I agree with you, because um, I remember you making a statement like he... Easily one of the top. Oh, yeah. no, no questions singer. asked,
0: man. Yes, yes. like, like uh, I'm, I do like no Jason's questions a lot. Asked. Absolutely, He's the fucking one of the top singers, songwriters out there now. I don't.
2: I'm so glad he pulled from the CMAs. Like hats off, bro. Well, it, that, that just goes to
0: show you that country music and your popular country music is a joke. As yeah, you it really fucking
2: it. is, man. And people get so offended when you say that. It's like, dude, I'm I'm saying that about my own section of music, like bands that I loved growing up, are fucking dog shit now. I'll say that through and through. Well, I mean,
0: the bottom line is, is what you people and I, I mean that in the nicest way. Yeah, when I say you people consider
2: like, a standard is a fucking joke.
0: The, the, you guys listen to this nowadays country music. It's it's not country no, music. No, it's not call, even it, close, call it whatever no. you want, but you you shouldn't call it no. country no. music. There's so much good stuff out there, but you have to dig through a lot of shit to yes. find it. See, I
2: think that when you're not playing something that takes talent to play, that you have to be creative with it, and that's what gives it diversity. That's what gives it solitude. I understand
0: what you mean. Yeah.
2: Because when you play something that's three chords, if you make this crazy statement or you make this crazy melody over it, it can be worth it. Yeah. But if you're just playing three chords and fucking saying nothing, like there's no reason you're playing music. Well, that's
0: what most of it is. So, with that being said, we know you're a musician. We know you're from Romney. We know you now live in Morgantown. We know that you got music out. You can find on Spotify and Apple Music, all that stuff. You know, you're on social media.
1: What's your day job? So for two years, I I taught at a daycare. Um, some opportunities came up that, uh, I'm just no longer there anymore. Um, it was just uh, outside opportunities that where if I wanted to pursue them, then I just couldn't be at the daycare anymore. Yeah. So I'm currently a substitute teacher from on County and oh, nice. uh, I've been a wrestling coach for about seven years now.
0: Oh yeah. I like to tell people that like, it's I already awesome. know this stuff, but like our listeners don't know this stuff. Right. Sometimes people are like, well, you fucking know what I do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they don't know what you do Nay. I'm glad you just jumped right on that. And you weren't questioning why I'm asking. Oh you no, questions. I don't. <laughs> so I, while I'm we're on the topic, person. what's your social security number, man?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, date of birth Um.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Location? Yeah. Five, five, five. <laughs> e- e- five ethnicity? Five. <laughs> so, Nay and I met, Open Mic Night is where we had met. I, <laughs> yeah. I hosted the Open Mic Nights for a while, and that's where the, the Nay and I first met. So, let me ask you this, because I know that I, I that I really came up and kind of got my start doing the Open Mic Nights. How do you feel that was for you? Do you feel like that really helped you out? Do you feel like, I feel like it's a stepping stone for everybody, and I feel like a lot of people don't try, they don't do it anymore, or they feel like they're too good for it. And I don't know, I mean, I'm not trying to trash anybody when i say that right. but like uh, w- what was that for you so my process of getting started
1: um so like like i mentioned earlier on my, i was a busker for yeah. for years in college and then my senior year i finally worked up the courage to audition for mountaineer idol uh which is like the singing competition mm-hmm. that yeah. wvu has and i i thought okay i made it all right that's kind of cool i didn't think i was really gonna qualify for it mm-hmm. and then the weeks kept going on and it's like then I'm still in it and yeah. I just was not expecting to be and then it's the final now I didn't go on and win it I made it to the finals but yeah. I, I didn't win it but still I look back and i thing like man I had no idea I was going to make it this far especially mm-hmm. because the style of songs I was choosing was just so different yeah. than what everybody else was, was singing and, then, and one of the judges <laughs> kind of pulled me to the side after the finale and he's like you know you really ought to consider trying to do this yeah. a little more more seriously like kind of pushing me like that's why his name the name is Eric Jordan I still say he is a big part of what got me started into trying to play um See that's crazy to me
2: it's, What's it's crazy? Such, I, I guess it's just such a different world where some people have different influences. Like some people really, really look at the music and like that's what they're inspired by. Some people are inspired by other people. Like, and I think that's beautiful. All right. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so, so Eric Jordan, it, he kind of is who he, he like pulled me aside after the finale and was yeah. like, you know, I think you got to Don't don't give up on this. Yeah. I think you could probably you should probably consider trying to do this a little more than yeah. just doing it once a year. Yeah. And so he signed me down and he. he You mentioned like, you know, start doing open mics. Yeah. Get you start off there. And then oh, started doing the open mics and then that just kind of snowballed into like where we well, well where we were
0: yeah. before. Okay, F- funny funny ass story. I remember that. I think I, it was the, I, I I was wondering who was going to tell this yeah. story because I already know what you're. I know I, remember, what story. I think it was the first night we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I always I always get this part mixed up. Did you sign up before? Or did you just show up that night and then I had to make a spot for you? Do you remember? I I reached out to you first. Okay, because
1: I had no idea where Flower
0: and Feed even yeah. was. I was doing the Nights of Flower and Feed for a while for a few months actually. Uh, I actually I was on a podcast for a while doing a gaming podcast with some friends and kind of told them like, hey guys, the same night that you're wanting to record is the same night they want to do this open mic night and like I kind of have to take the opportunity because not only is it an opportunity to play music but on top of that it's an opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity to make music or make money as Probably well. So podcast, okay. can I tell this? Story? No. Anyway, I started doing this at my night and a shows up and, and I, I, I believe I told you that night. I'm like, man, you know, have you been doing this a while? Like what, what's the deal? And I think you were telling me like, I'm actually a teacher and stuff like that. And I, you know, I'm not doing this full time. And, a big reason for them wanting to do open mic night is because they had a small group of people that they would book, but they were kind of looking to expand some other bookings and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, you should try to, you know, if you want some help getting some shows, whatever, get old to me. And then I I talked to you later on that night. I believe it was on the way home, and I was like, yeah, you should talk to them about booking. You're like, actually, I already have. You know, I just yeah. booked my first show there. And I'm, I told Nay, I'm like, well, you know, you you kind of owe me a percentage of what you're getting paid. And you're like, really, man? I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, I kind of got you in the door, and it was in my open mic night <laughs> I, and stuff. I,
1: I believed him. Like yeah. I. <laughs> like if he wouldn't have told me he was kidding yeah. i probably would have sent him like a cut
2: yeah, it was I mean, a
0: running like, thing for like five ten minutes i'm like bro i'm just kidding like you don't owe me any money you know you just came into an open mic night that was mine and you booked a show like good for you bud you don't owe me any crap <laughs> but it's like and then you would come and play i was doing Mike night at a high ground brewing i did that for a while you would come out there and play there as well and i'd always kind of pull on your leg to get you up there ever after you know a couple of times but i understand the whole open mic night thing man because after a while yeah it's fun don't get me wrong but it's it becomes a chore yeah have to go out and try to play an open mic night well I've got this going on I've got that going on it's, it's, it's once tough once you're
2: at where you think that you're capable of doing so yeah for sure like, like when it, you think that it's practice and you think that you're getting stuff from it it's a little bit different but yeah
1: yeah I would agree with that statement it's like it's almost it, it, at a certain point it gets to where like you're, you're doing open mics because you just genuinely want to go out yeah. somewhere yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely yeah.
0: yeah I get that a lot too and, and I mean a lot of people that I would talk to were just like well uh you know can I book a show with them I'm like, well, that's not up to me, man. You'd have to talk to them yeah. or like, well, uh, can I get paid for it? I'm like, I can't pay you any money. You know what I mean? Well, you're getting paid for it. It's like, well, I'm using my equipment and yeah. I got to drive. Like when I was driving to high ground, you're talking about an hour plus drive every week. And I always, an I still to this knife. day,
1: <laughs> I still to this day, I'll like, I've driven up the wheeling before yeah. just to go play an open mic because I've always, i always viewed open mics as auditions because oh, chances absolutely. are, yeah. chances are the owner or one of the, like top managers yep. is going to be there.
0: If they think you're good, you're going to get booked. Pretty much. I always look at it that way and i think every place that i played an open mic night at that i've successfully booked and that's usually what i tell people when i try to book something with them for the first time it's like i hardly ever have had a place book us and not book us again yeah you know what i mean so like i've got that on my side yes that's what i tell people
2: that was pretty much the same shit with when i played with jesse and uh, (laughs) austin and them like anytime we played anywhere it was usually rebooked so i mean
0: what's in the future i mean i know it's kind of hard to read those cards right now yeah Yeah, but where are you looking at right now Uh,
2: um, what's your favorite place to play I forgot to ask you that Man That's, I that's always I feel like yeah. that's the
0: worst question <sighs> And it is But I ask, ask a music- it every time As a musician Like we have our favorites But it's always like Man I wonder who's gonna hear this And be like Oh fuck yeah, yeah. Cause I'm cause like, you, I'm and, and like <laughs> <don't really laughs> no, when, when I yeah. ask
2: that It sounds like What's your favorite place to play Usually I'm just trying to get Like some stories out of you I yeah. guess
0: H- High ground was always One of my favorites man Yeah same for Whether me Whether there was five people there Or the place was packed They but were it's always just cause High ground was just a good time Being there period I mean great
2: I think that that's Most of the time What I feel like When you're artist is I mean, when you really really feel places it's usually the vibe whether I mean, it's the fans I don't want to answer
0: for you but I mean yeah it's a good vibe but the people there are what make that place great yes yeah. yes because they are they genuinely give a shit. Yes. You
1: know what I mean? Well it helps that you know that the DJ was also a musician at one yeah. point in time so he, he also understands. Yeah DJ and
0: Brian my, my old bass player ran a band together for years. Yeah like they just they get it. like because yeah. they 'cause they've been through it. Themselves. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I don't know like I 1, mean one two three has always had a special place in my heart too, because that was my first open mind Like I ever really played at. Yeah. And then, um, my first event that I was I was put on a ticket for was at 123 like I've always loved 123 because that's kind of like quote unquote where I got my start like I, I would go there just to like watch shows and stuff too like that was like yeah part of, one of my that's go-to options for the weekend was like well who's playing at 123 this weekend because I might want to go
0: check it out being from Morgantown you yeah. know I, I would assume you, you've you been there a bunch you know not only wanting to play music there but you've seen enough music there to, to enjoy the venue as what it is right and you know then, what I
1: mean yeah and then having for other friends that are musicians that'll play there you know because you know i always i'll go to support other other musicians that play there and everything because yeah. it, it's i mean everybody tends to know everybody yeah through through the com- well, music the, community the, the out mu- there. yeah the
0: musician circle it's kind of a i don't want to say a small one but at the same time like you you, you usually know or have heard of somebody
1: right it, like it, it, whether you've like you've actually held conversation with them yeah kind of goes from person to person but usually usually in the local scene everybody mm-hmm. tends to hear
0: yeah to hear of each other well it's almost like i told you a story that one time that guy came into uh to play open mic night at uh, Flower and Feed. And he had told me, I forget the guy's name, but he had told me like, uh, I know who you're talking have you about. ever heard Have you ever heard of this guy? And I told him like, I have no idea who that is. And he kind of got offended by it. And it's like, you got to understand that the Morgantown scene isn't, isn't my scene. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that group of people from up there because I was in the Clarksburg, like Bridgeport scene coming up at a young age. And that's like, I talked to you about open mic nights earlier. Open mic nights really gave me a jumping off point, you know, because I was playing those open mic nights in these bars when I was 15, 16 years old. And it was like, you always had to make sure it was okay with the owner that you were there, right? And they would have no problem with it as long as you played first. And I was out the door and as, as soon as you're done. done you're yeah. you're out. Yeah, no like, chance of you hanging around and seeing anybody else's no. set. But I'd, I'd have buddies that would go with me, and I'd have to play and then go wait in the car until they were done. because yeah, you're
1: because you're still technically a liability. for Yeah, the absolutely. Owner.
0: Like, yeah, it, the the open mic night thing really helped me out, and it, it always. I don't want to say like I frown upon it, but it almost hurts my feelings that there's a lot of musicians out there that feel like they they shouldn't do it or or they don't like. I feel like it's it, that's paying your dues. Yes. Like you need I don't I don't want to say you need to, but like you should do well, it. It's stage time. Yeah. Like it's it's racking absolutely. up your stage time. And it's like we had talked about earlier. Like if you do a successful job or a successful setting up in Mike night like there's a good chance you can get booked there. Yes. And I mean that that's that's happened for you and it's happened for me. So I mean we're living proof of I mean, it. Because
1: that's how I got into like playing a few gigs down in Huntington. Yeah, yeah. the drive sucked. Oh, absolutely. It, like and it was kinda h- hard to you like get used play for free. That. But yeah. but I had I mean look, like, I was looking after I I had friends that lived in Huntington, yeah. so like it wasn't like I had Drive, drive immediately
0: back, back. Yeah. back but i'm a jeep skate when it comes to that anyway like if i play out of town you better believe my ass is driving home like mm-hmm. i'm not spending money in one hotel because if i make money i ain't spending it the same night yeah, yeah i got bills to pay da- exactly. daddy gotta pay bills uh, no but uh, like i said i just i feel like there's so many musicians out there nowadays that just that they almost frown upon the open mic nights and I'm like there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff there i mean there really there was one night when we did flower and feed i don't know if you were there but like mm-hmm. there was like six people that were all plugged in and playing like we're all in like a semicircle. Where everybody was playing each other's songs and stuff like there's stuff like that that happens like you're not going to experience if you're not there doing that stuff
1: well and you gotta think too there's guys there's people that'll go to open mics and play and just be killer oh yeah but that and that's all they do like they like they're not like you. They're not like us, where yeah. they'll they go out on the weekends and we usually play somewhere for a few hours. Yep. Like they do the open mic for like maybe twenty or thirty minutes because that's all they can do. Yeah.
0: Well, and a lot of people don't look at it as the same way that I don't want to say you, because yeah, you're playing shows and stuff. But like this was my job for years, and it has been until the whole COVID thing happens. Like I'm looking to, to to do this. I'm looking for new places to play. Whereas some people they don't they like you said they don't have the time to invest into that or they they can't. So them being able to do a half hour, forty five minute set of an open mic night once a month is they kind of that's they're getting out and being able to actually do it. You know yes. what I mean? It's nice, man. And I, like I said, I just feel like a lot of people frown upon it and, and open mic nights sh- should be held in high regard and they're not. And I mean, I know they're everywhere, so it's kind of hard to hold one up in a certain light because they are everywhere. But I feel like, you know, if you're listening and you're a musician out there, like go play an open mic night if you're not playing. Like if you're not doing it for a living, you want to do it for a living, you want to get to that point where you're playing steady, go do it. There,
1: there, the benefits from doing open mic are almost too good to oh, yeah. not to like, you're never going to get. Anything bad out of an open mic other than maybe spending like five to ten bucks on drinks and food. Yeah.
0: And I mean, like playing for exposure once you're established, yeah, that kind of sucks. But when you don't have, when you have no establishment and nobody knows really who you are, like that's not hurting you. That's only
1: helping you. And that's more, and that's more chances. Like if you're trying to get a band set up, that's absolutely me being able to meet guys. Yeah. I met, because I I met my guys the night they were playing a show with another band at 123. I was playing at at the downtown Black Bear Burritos Mm -hmm. and they were just, happened to have been there just to have a few drinks before the show eating dinner and everything they got to hear me play we got together to just randomly goof around one day and the next thing you know you know we're doing morgantown sound with instead
0: of just napalm it's napalm the naysayers been been there and done that man morgantown sound been there and done that a few times man i've said it before like it is more now the music that you do i listen to more and i don't want to say the music that you do but the americana folky bluegrass we'll just i don't want to put you in that proverbial box but that's the kind of box it's it's, i'm in that I, I hate that I question it. when somebody tells you know <laughs> somebody asks you like what's your genre but i feel like it's a, it's a question worth being asked because my interpretation your interpretation is two different things sometimes but I, I listen to it more now but like i said the first the first time i met you like i appreciated what you were doing and i like seeing the fact that you know you've 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 Taken where I first met you, and you've kind of grown and blossomed to you know you doing an album, you playing out more often. It's, it's nice to see somebody grow because I've been in that reverse situation where I was younger playing these open mic nights, and some of these older folks that have been playing music around here. I don't want to say older, but right some of the seasoned they just musicians been, just, just happened to have been around. Yeah, they were around long when I was when I was younger, and now they're around now. and They're like, man, you know you've grown a good bit. It's nice to see that. It, yeah. it's it's good to see it. But you can find Nay his music's on Apple Music, it's on Spotify, it's on any of those places. Is you can find streaming music, basically. That's what I tell people when it comes to CD Baby. Yeah. You know, we, we've covered that you're on social media. They can it's, find you on, on all those places. In, you know, Napal, N-A-E-P-A-U-G-H, Napal. So uh, you are planning on releasing the full album in the future, though?
1: I do want to release it, but I want to wait until I can celebrate the release with gotcha. people in person. Gotcha. Like if, absolutely. It, if I just randomly dropped the whole album without doing something for mm-hmm. it, it, just wouldn't, it, it just wouldn't
0: feel right. Well, that's like us with the album release. Like, you know, I, I wanted to do that because that was our first official. Thing so I know what you're talking about 100 there but Jamie yeah, I mean, we appreciate you sitting down with us you know it's been a fun time it's yeah, it's the first time it. we've seen each other in, in and months literally months is it's almost been a year realistically because you got to figure I haven't been doing the the open mic nights since uh, you know probably January or February and you know what I think the last the, and I know this is the last time we had seen each other was Elkins. was
1: in Elkins when yeah. we were recording the album back in January was that January is January or maybe February yeah
0: I was gonna say beginning of the, so it's almost been it a was year. cold <laughs> it was cold out. <laughs> Definitely. I remember that it most. was snowing the night when we <laughs> let it up because there was a picture of one of the guys in your band sitting on that horse right out in front of in Elkins. Yeah, yeah we, no. because
1: we were we were debating going back to Morgantown and then coming back Sunday morning. And you guys crashed. There. And I, I talked them into staying in Elkins because I was like, yeah. I'd rather not take an hour of recording <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just to drive.
0: It's November now when recording this. It's Thanksgiving Eve you know, Thanksgiving Eve right now. So it's been about a year. Pretty darn close. Yeah, it's pretty darn, pretty darn close. But yeah, I mean, we appreciate you. It's it good to catch up with you. It's good to, to be able to tell people your story. I know you've kind of already done this once with uh, uh with another podcast that shall not be named. I've done it twice with them, so, right. you know, whatever. It's not a big <laughs> deal. But yeah, I mean, we appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for listening to another episode of The Music Dicks. Make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you leave us a review, leave us a rating. Tell your friends. That's the biggest thing that we could ask of you guys right now. If you enjoy what we do, tell other people about it, man because that word of mouth really, really helps us out. Don't forget, guys, there's enough dicks in the world, so why not be a music dick instead? we see you again next time on The Music Dick.
2: It's crazy to me to think that anyone would want to play, like, with my shit.
0: This episode of The Music Dicks is brought to you by Twisted Bull. Twisted Bull is a bar and grill located in Elkins, West Virginia, and you cannot beat their menu. All the way from the best wings in town to their homemade pulled pork, they have a full menu that will not disappoint. At the Twisted Bull, they are always searching for improvements to cater to your desires. Their bartenders strive to originate new cocktails that will suit everyone. Brandon and Jamie will always have a helping hand in helping you choose what's right for your palate. Wing Night is every Thursday, and they offer a range of homemade sauces. Mug Night is every Friday, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. and their kitchen does not close early so if you get a bit liquored up and you want something to eat before you go home they got you covered they offer dine-in takeout and delivery let them be your host for any event from sports to live music and so much more all their events are always posted on their facebook and instagram page check them out at all the way twisted on facebook and instagram that is at all the way twisted twisted bull elkins west virginia tell them that the music dick sent you